Welcome back to Truist Field here in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's Jeff M. back with you. Sounds on deck presented by Pepsi and tonight game three in this six game series for the Sounds and the Knights. And we're joined by Sounds coach Ned Yost IV. And Ned, before we talk uh, Sounds, a couple of weeks ago you left the Durham series early because your dad, Ned Yost, was going into the Royals Hall of Fame in Kansas City that weekend. What was that like for him and for your family overall? Uh, I mean, it was awesome. You know, it was... Uh Super exciting to see him get inducted in something that like that. Um, you know, all the hard work he put in over the years and get recognized. And it was great because, uh, you know, not only did some coaches come back, but they also had some players from those teams come back to honor him. And it was, I mean, overall, it was just a blast. You know, obviously, you guys and he as a family, you, you knew 2015 in that World Series title when it happened was a big deal. I'm curious though, now that it's eight years later, you see an event like that over that weekend, does, does it get even more special in a sense as time goes on? Like you see the impact that it still has eight years later. Oh, for sure, you know, I mean, that, that team hadn't been to the World Series and I think it was like, it was 25 or 30, maybe 30 years. And um, just how much it meant to the city, you know, the players and the surrounding communities. And it, it was, I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, I know he's your dad. So I'm sure you've learned a million things from him. But from a baseball standpoint, what are some things that come to mind that that you find yourself doing or thinking that you realize kind of come from him? Well, I mean, day one when I first started coaching, he his main point of emphasis was don't ever forget how hard the game is as a player, you know. And that's something I think about every single day. Sometimes you watch these guys, and you know, especially on TV, you're like, "Gosh, man, why didn't you make that play? Why didn't you hit that ball? It was right down the middle." Well, it's a hard game, you know. <laughs> Um, that just how to treat guys, you know, work hard, you know, just basic stuff, really. It was cool to see some of the footage from Kansas City that weekend. You mentioned some of the guys who came back and they weren't just there to be there. You could tell it meant something to his former players to be there for him. That that had to have been pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, when you're when you got, you know, 30 man roster, whatever it is, 40, 40 man roster, those guys, those guys become family. You know, you spend so much time with them on the road, off the road, you know, going to dinners, breakfast, whatever it is. It's just, it's literally like your brothers, you know, and uh, as coaches, they're like your kids. So, you know, when something special happens like that, of course you want to be there and enjoy the moment with everybody. I'm curious what this feels like for you and Sweetie and the staff here, because with 10 games left from a AAA standpoint, um, the math is not favorable right now for the sounds from a AAA playoff standpoint. But obviously, the bigger picture is what the Brewers are trying to do. So in that regard, I would imagine there feels like there's some urgency down here to have as many guys ready for as many things as possible these next couple weeks. Absolutely. I mean, this is always exciting, you know, whether we're in the playoffs or the big club is in the playoffs. I mean, like you said, we got five major league rehabbers down here. We got, you know, a handful of other guys that could have the option to go up, you know, if they decide. And it's like... We're, we're keeping guys ready for that team when they're needed. So, I mean, that's that's what we're putting in the work for. A lot of your work is with the outfielders, and there are some new ones on this team. I'm curious what you think uh, so far in seeing Chris Roller and Greg Allen. Uh, I like them both a lot. I mean, obviously, uh, Greg's got some major league service time. He's He's been up. He knows what it takes. He's a professional. And... Uh, Roller, he's just a <laughs> he's a go get him. I mean, he plays hard uh, every aspect, and it's, they're both fun to watch. You know, I, I always remember Rick Sweet talking about Bryce Terang as a shortstop, saying a lot of guys can play shortstop. Bryce Terang is a shortstop. 
for the outfield, what are some separators when a guy can play center field and when a guy is a center fielder? What are what are things about that position that make it different than the corners? Oh man! Well, first <laughs> off, I mean you got to be the leader of the outfield. When you're in center, you're the captain of all three guys. You're telling people where to go, and um, you you want to catch every single ball that's hit up in the air. So that's probably the main one. Obviously, it takes speed. You know, yeah. if, you, if the guys that are really fast usually play center field pretty well because there's a lot of ground to cover. You got to cover both uh, both gaps. So probably probably those two things are the biggest. And those all seem to be in common. If I think of Weimer or Freelich or Mitchell, you got Roller and Allen. I mean. Do you feel like in that sense they all have those ingredients? Absolutely. I mean, just about every single one of our guys that we have here at some point in time of their career, maybe now, yeah. we're center fielders, you know, and that is definitely a luxury to have uh, as an outfield coach. Can you turn guys into center fielders or no? Uh, maybe. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I haven't really had the opportunity to do that. I mean, there's, there's guys, kind of like you said, there's guys that can go out there and play it in a pinch when needed yeah. and do fine. You know, but everyday, like, everyday guys that just go get them, those, those are really hard to come by. Final question, as you also coach third among your duties with this team, here we are late in the year. We've had a full season now of the, the pickoff limitations and the stolen bases and everything that you're surveying out there as you coach third. How has it played out relative to what you thought this might look like with steals and the running game and, and, and the pitchers being limited? Um, I mean, honestly, I, I thought that it was probably going to be a little bit more um, stolen base opportunities or tries, you know, um, which there has been for sure. But for the most part, I mean, guys with speed, they're they're going to go and guys that are not as quick are a little bit more timid. So, you know, still trying to get some of those guys um, comfortable and going. But uh, for the most part, it's it's been an uptick, which is always fun. Mm -hmm. All right, go get them tonight. Thanks a lot for your time as always. Hey, thank you. All right, Ned Yost, the fourth. This has been Sounds on Deck presented by Pepsi. Stay tuned. The lineups and first pitch are coming up next.